Gordon Interrobank and Gracia Espinosa. And welcome to this episode on the Red Couch podcast, Leah Marshall, that now she's the new gender-based concealer. Congratulations. Thank you, so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So what is the difference between with the other position here at Fancy College, Leah? So we now have dedicated counseling services specifically for survivors of gender-based violence. So students can reach out to receive all of the support that they had previously around navigating the systems, if they have questions about reporting, if they have questions about anything to do with academic accommodations or supports in the community. But then we can also continue to provide some ongoing specific gender-based violence counseling to them, um, which we did before anyway, um, but now it just lives um, in one role specifically. Sounds good because you have just mentioned that you provide a lot of services and one of the services that I want to comment with you is one of the, for me, most interesting series that you have here is the vending, well, the sexual health vending machine that is here in, in, in the building of FSU uh, near to Oasis and there is another one at Falcon Residence, right? Yes, in the lobby of Falcon Residence. Um, when these vending machines are available here at Fancy College, because I think not a lot of students know about this service, and I think it's it's great. Um, tell me um, how much and if all the students of of the college can use use them. Absolutely. So at the beginning of COVID, we really knew that there was a lot of barriers to students when it came to accessing certain products. So condoms, dental dams, lube, pregnancy tests, um, reusable menstrual products. People were, you know, the pharmacy on campus had shut down. Um, some folks couldn't leave their house because of illness. And so we wanted to make products on campus more accessible um, and more cost effective for students. So sometimes there's some financial barriers for students to access certain products. And so we, it was a partnership between sexual violence prevention and the Fanshawe Student Union mm -hmm. that we put the two vending machines in place that you mentioned. So one just right across from Oasis and one in the lobby of Falcon. And the machines are not money makers. They're there to make sure that students have products at cost or below cost. So an example is um, the Diva Cups, so the reusable menstrual cups. Mm -hmm. We sell those in the machine. If you were to go to a pharmacy or to buy them somewhere off campus, it would cost you about $40 for that cup. Here on campus, students can access them for $20, um, as well as reusable menstrual pads. Um, and then, as I mentioned, condoms and dams, um, pregnancy tests, and then some other pharmacy items as well. I want to talk more about the menstrual cups, but I, I think it's important to um, well, to explain that these vending machines was, if we can say this, one of the benefits of the pandemic because I suppose the, the sexual vending machines uh, are here at Fanshee College because a lot of students or young people are afraid or are embarrassed to go to a pharmacy to, hey, uh, could you, um, you know, give me a condom or a pregnancy test? I, I thought it would be that's the, the first reason to install yeah. these vending machines, but... I didn't realize that perhaps the pandemic contributed, you know, contributed to to have this sexual vending machines. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So a lot of times like we might be, you know, sex is really stigmatized in our mm -hmm. society. Um, and so we don't talk about sex very openly. Um, we don't talk about sexual health always very openly. And so sometimes there can be some barriers or like you said, folks can feel embarrassed to go ask mm -hmm. for products, which they shouldn't, but that's 
part of sometimes the, the world that we grow up in. And so by having these vending machines available to students 24 seven, um, anyone who lives on campus or off campus can come and access them at any time. And like you said, they don't have to go ask mm. a person, they can go up to the machine, hit what they need and walk away with the products. Um, I I'm, I want to insist in this because for me it was, uh, I mean, in a good way, a shock, for example, to, to see that there are events related to uh, to drag queens, uh, you know, to, to make uh, sex not a taboo topic, yeah. or the condom casino, I was one of the participants um, in the staff in, in that event last year, so I really appreciated that kind of events that Fanshi College uh, do for, for the students because I think, and it's a question that I have for you, do you think that still sex in Canada is, is a taboo and perhaps students um, should receive more information, more education? Yes, I absolutely think that more sexual health education, the better. Like we can never have enough. Um, a lot of times folks are coming from all different places, right? So not just within Canada, we have a lot of international students mm -hmm. too. But even in some areas in Canada, the sexual health education is usually um, very heteronormative. It's very much about risk. So it's about how not to get pregnant or how not to get an STI. Mm -hmm. It's not about pleasure. It's not about consent. It's not about how to enjoy sex or how to talk to your partner or partners about sex. And so here at Fanshawe, we really make strong efforts um, at the college and, and through the FSU to bring really um, comprehensive, um, you know, queer focus to sexual health education to our students. So we want students to be able to access sexual health education in all different ways. We want to break down some of those barriers to accessing products. Mm -hmm. uh, so we run a lot of different events. Tonight, for example, um, we have Samantha Biddy coming to campus and she mm -hmm. uses a lot of drag in her performances um, and in her education. And so she's doing um, a trivia, sexual health trivia night in the Oasis this evening. So finding different unique ways for students to interact and get that information in a fun way too. It's not all just about like picking up a brochure, yeah. right? It's mm -hmm. like you said, the condom casino, like going and enjoying a night out, but also getting that information in a space that might feel a little bit more comfortable than just in a classroom. One of the products that I wanted uh, to to talk is the menstrual cap because for me it was um, important to to know this. Uh, the last research about um, products for for women when they have their period. Um, this year it was the first research in all the history that. Uh, researchers used um, real uh, blood human yes. to test yes. all the products uh, that we have uh, to control the the period and I was like oh my gosh all this time we have no idea if it if it is better um a tampon or a menstrual yeah. cup and at the end the the research um in general it was like menstrual cups are best are the best product that women can use when they have their period. Yeah, I think you're right. So we always see that weird blue liquid being mm -hmm. used to like um, advertise menstrual products. And something that we're working really hard here to do as well is to make menstrual products accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. So actually not just women use menstrual products, like any person can of use course, and access yeah. these products. And so um, making products free 
or making those uh, reusable products, like I said, more accessible cost-wise and available on campus um, really helps for all people to be able to come to school and engage with school. Um, because when we don't have the funds to be able to buy those products, it, it does mean that sometimes folks can't come to school or there's mm -hmm. ways that they can't access education. And so there is a really strong tie between um, making things equitable and making those products available. And so here at the FSU actually, which is really cool, and this happened many years ago, all the um, menstrual product machines were made free to students. So this goes back many years. So our president at the time, um, implemented that and college-wide we are moving towards making products um, free in different bathrooms across campus as well so we just want our students to know that making these products accessible and making them accessible to all people like not just having them in a female identified bathroom mm -hmm. but having them in all gender bathrooms having them in male identified bathrooms so that anyone can access those products when they mm -hmm. need them um it's good that um, well, I was a uh, resident uh, here at Fancy College, in, at Falcon, in Peregrine. So I know that in each bedroom, you leave a kit with condoms and other products. And very important, a guide related to how you can enjoy the sex because sometimes we are so so worried about oh I don't want I don't want to get um you know um, an ETS or I don't want to be pregnant uh, pregnant and we forget that at the end sex um, is at the same time an um, activity that both should should enjoy so I like that guide I don't know if you can talk more about this guide it's like I I read like one or two papers about that uh, when it was. Yeah, uh, recent. So, but I don't know if you can explain more about this um, document. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, for the last two years, we've put um, a welcome box in every residence mm -hmm. room, and as you mentioned, that box included dental dams, um, condoms, lube, resources, and information about sex education, as well as disposable menstrual products. And that was to again make those products easily accessible to students, but also help them know what are the resources available to them on campus. Um, looking after our sexual health is part of looking after our overall health. So of course, um, we want to take measures to protect ourselves and protect others in those interactions. So like you talked about, learning about STIs, learning about how to use these harm reduction products when it comes to having sex. But we also, part a big part of that conversation that gets left out, which you've touched on, is that conversation about pleasure, that mm -hmm. conversation about how to ask for what you want for your body and what you need for your body, how to have these conversations with our partner partners about um, what kind of sex do you feel like that day? Um, when I educate about sex, I always think about it as a buffet. When I go up to a buffet table, there is a bazillion options for me to pick from. And if you and I went to the buffet together, you wouldn't know what I wanted when I got to the table. You're not going to know ahead of time what I want to put on my plate. I could go up and like fill my plate with salad or go up the next time and put some sushi and maybe some cake. Um, and, and sex is really the same. Every time we're interacting in a new sexual encounter, we may want something different. And our partner can't read our mind. They don't know what what we want going into that and so the same as you don't know what I'm grabbing off the buffet you don't know what kind of sex I'm into that day mm -hmm. and so we really need to have conversations about what are you into how are you feeling is this okay for you um, and focus on that piece of it um, and and know that there's like a bazillion options on a buffet table there's a bazillion options with sex as well and so having these conversations with our
our partners are really important and I don't think we're really taught about how to have those conversations. Yeah, um, at the same time, well, I am from Spain and this topic is not uh, so, so bad, but I understand that from other people from other cultures, it's difficult. So if, if students uh, want to talk and want to have answers, uh, wh what is the place that they can go uh, here at Fancy College, Leah? Yeah, so students can always come to Counseling Accessibility Services and meet with counselors to talk about any kind of sexual health concerns or pieces around how to navigate those conversations. Um, we also would encourage students to come out to our events. So for example, like Samantha Biddy tonight. Hmm. So she's going to put on an amazing evening of how, how to have these conversations, how to navigate sex, how to figure out what feels good for your body and how to check in with your partner about what feels good for their body. So um, I would encourage students to keep an eye on the student union calendar and come out to any of the events that we have around um, sex and pleasure and sexual health. But then also if there's more questions that you want to ask in a confidential space, you can always come to Counseling Accessibility Services and speak with one of our counselors. And if someone doesn't have the answer the best thing is is when you come to counseling they'll be able to point you in the right direction we are really lucky to have um, Fowler Kennedy Health Services on campus and they can provide STI testing on campus but we also have a wonderful partnership with the Middlesex London Health Unit and they provide um, STI testing in the community as well for our students so something I'll, I'll mention too is we have a partnership with the options clinic so once a month in the wellness center the options clinic will come in and they do um, free oh. rapid HIV testing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so mm -hmm. students don't need an appointment. Um, the posters are all over the, the boards through the school, plus posted on the Fanshawe Student Union social media account. Um, but you can find out what the day and time is. You can show up, and in 20 minutes, they'll do a finger prick and tell you what your HIV status is. So we bring a lot of those services to students so they don't have to travel out into the community. Um, but if students are, have questions about any of those things, they can always reach out to counseling um, and be connected to us so that we can help them navigate. Yeah, because one of the problems that we have is we we feel I'm included because <laughs> I was a student. So, but sometimes we feel so ashamed, so afraid that we decide to ask to our roommate instead. I mean, I don't want to say that the opinion of a, of your roommate or your sister is is bad. It's like if there is a professional who can help you, it's better than a person who with all the um, you know, it's better a professional than a person who perhaps ha has no information. And here at Fancy College, is so, guys, so, so, so easy. Yeah, and no question is a stupid question, right? Mm -hmm. like, I think yeah. it's important to to insist uh, on that because sometimes yeah. uh, when when you didn't have, for example, your um, first um, sexual relation or yeah. you had you have no ideas about condoms, people. Oh, come on, how you... Right, like I'm supposed hmm, to know how to do yeah. this. Yeah. No, I, I think when we get to college, it's a really awesome opportunity to learn about whatever field we're going into. But sometimes it's our first time away from home and, and a lot of households, maybe mm -hmm. parents or other folks don't speak about sex or talk openly about mm. it. So maybe we haven't had safe people to go to to ask these questions. Or like you said, maybe we're asking people, but they don't have the mm -hmm. answers we need. Um, and so it's you know for students to know that they have spaces to go to ask those questions and that we get asked all different questions and there's nothing wrong we would rather you come ask us and speak to us than not have the information because information is power and when we have mm -hmm. more information we can make better decisions for ourselves and our bodies and you pass all your day here 
So it's not only to receive uh, education or information about, of course, your course, um, the exams, yeah. but uh, we need to provide more information about different topics because at the end, if, if you calculate how many days you have you been here? It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, you spend most of your time on mm -hmm. campus for sure. Exactly, Leah. Yeah. So I really appreciate this conversation and I don't know if, well, how people can contact you in, in case that they want to contact especially with, with you, Leah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just say that we do have a dedicated email which I'll give you um, for um, if you've experienced gender-based violence. So when I say gender-based violence, I should probably mm -hmm. specify that it's not just physical um, sexual assault. Gender-based violence includes homophobia or transphobia. Any violence that's um, directed at you because of um, sexuality or gender identity, and it doesn't have to be physical. It could be a comment online. Mm -hmm. It could be someone harassing you through Snapchat. Um, whatever it may be, if you've experienced this type of violence either before you came to Fanshawe or when you're a student with us, you can reach out to the the um, email address that we'll provide at mm -hmm. the end of the video, um, and you'll be connected to our counseling office to, to figure out what the options are. But you can also make an appointment with myself um, if you're looking specifically for counseling and, and some help as well um, through the counseling office. So no door is the wrong door. Uh, if you come and see us in counseling or you reach out to this sexual violence contact information, um, you will be connected in our office to someone that can meet with you confidentially and privately to discuss your options. Um, Sometimes I know something I feel like I should mention for students because it comes up a lot is sometimes folks are worried about reaching out because they think, will you contact my family mm -hmm. and tell them that I've reached out for these services? Will you share this information with my profs or anyone? And when you come to the counseling office, it's confidential support, which means that the information that we talk about stays between you and the counselor. Um, and there's a few times that, you know, if they were worried for your safety, they may have to share information. But beyond that, it is a, a private appointment. Um, for our international students too, you don't need to be worried that we would, it would impact your student visa or that we would contact family back home. It's your personal health information. So if you've experienced any type of violence, just know that there is a space on campus that will believe and support you. And we really hope that you would come see us so that we can give you all of your options to make the choices that are best for you. Thank you so much, Leah. I think it, it was a pleasure to to have this conversation again, I insist in this, and at the same time that you that you share this information with with all the students. Thank you so much, yeah, Leah. Thanks so much for covering this. I so appreciate it. <laughs> and thank you for listening to another episode of the Rate Couts podcast. You can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcast. Watch full episode on our YouTube channel and subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with Fancy. For the Interrobank, and gracias, Pinoza.